This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk, the podcast. This is a managerial special, with it being the only subject that matters at the moment. We look at Kenny Jackett's departure and possibly who could replace him. Enjoy the listen. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Pompey Talk. We're going live via our website, via our Facebook page and via our Twitter handle. Um, joining me today for... As I say, a special on the managerial situation at Pompey is Chief Sports Writer Neil Allen and Chief Sports Writer Deputy Will. Deputy <laughs> Deputy, Deputy, that's a Deputy Deputy. But as I say, lads, we're here to discuss one thing and one thing on the managerial situation at Pompey. Um, Neil, let's start with you. Um, the news broke on Sunday that Kenny Jackett was leaving his position as Pompey manager. Mm. Prize when the news started to filter through yesterday morning that this was in the offing? Um, not really, were we? I, mean, I, th- I think surprised but also relieved because, um, uh, the, the, let, let's face it, if a manager is constantly changing his team, his formation, his system, and the team is still performing atrociously, still not getting results, it's heading one way, isn't it? You can only keep reshuffling hacker cards and trying everything you've got. And it wasn't working. We saw, you, you keep expecting Pompey to have a reaction. So next game, we'll have a reaction. But they were starting badly every game as well. So there was no tangible evidence that anything was changing for the better, for the positive. Uh, it was just wretched performance after wretched performance. And those of us that watch Pompey, those are the news, uh, the supporters, you know, not media or waltzing every now and again when it's on Sky or whatever who, who pass judgment on what the fans moaning at. You don't watch it. Keep watching. We've been watching it and it's been terrible for a long time and a lot of games. And it, it was just natural. It's very sad for Kenny Jacket, but even he must acknowledge it was time, I'm afraid. Well, me and you were doing a live stream after the final um, on Saturday, and we were wondering. We didn't think this would happen, but we were wondering would it happen? The 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 camel finally the store finally break the camel's back. So yes, we were expecting this, weren't we? But so soon after that final, it came as a bit of a surprise to us. Then did it? Yeah, especially when you heard that it looked like Jacket was going to get to the end of the season. But I just think that was. That was the turning point, wasn't it? I think Mark Catlin realised that things aren't going to get any better anytime soon. Um, when you're given a humbling by lead to Salford, um, completely outplayed in the first half, he had to make a decision. And I, I mean, I thought it was beyond the point where they were going to make a decision. I thought if you lose them after Doncaster and Northampton, or Northampton, Doncaster, Northampton, Sunderland, if you aren't sacking them, I thought, well, there's no chance now. They're just going to 
they're just going to go through the motions now to the end of the season and and you know have a big rip up in the summer including the manager but no mark hartland clearly clearly um thought that and there is a chance let's not forget to, to finish in the playoffs mark hartland clearly was concerned that pompey wouldn't finish in the playoffs this season and and he needed a way to to galvanize this team because under kenny jacket look it, it weren't happening and we'll come back to the point if you can't turn up at wembley when your confidence is rock then it's not going to happen at Peterborough, is it? It's not going to happen against Ipswich on Saturday. It's it's you're taking a big big gamble whether it's going to happen. The evidence was, as Neil said, there was no tangible evidence things was going to change. So ultimately, as Neil said, it's it's sad to see Kenny go from a from a professional point of view because he was a, a you know a model professional, great to deal with. For all that you don't like Kenny's jacket as a manager, I, I don't think it's right that people are, are um, personal attacks on him, calling him you know where's the despicable because he's not he's his heart and soul's been in in Portsmouth football club but it just hasn't worked out for him unfortunately Neil you spoke to chief executive Mark Catlin today um how'd that conversation go was was I'm sure Mark as a as a, a manager a, a manager of a company he was he's disappointed he had to make such a decision but at the same time too he recognized that this is why he's in the position these tough decisions have to be made and it was the right one as far as he was concerned. It needed to be done. Yeah, he pinpointed not only results, but performances. You can look at Pompey's results on paper. That it's not going very well. They're losing games. But it's the performances. The performances, as I said earlier, were wretched, appalling. And um, uh, for him, when you, he, he actually does say, if, if you've got, you can have one without the other. You can go on a winning streak not playing well. You can go in a losing streak playing well. But when you've got both losing and playing abysmally, that's when the alarm bells ring. And it was time. And, and he made the recommendation to the, to the Eisners and to the board that he felt they needed to act. And uh, that's what they did on, on Sunday morning. Uh, it, it does make you wonder what would have happened if Pompey had won that game on Saturday. And I, I did put that question to Mark and he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't comment on that. Um, so if if Pompey won that shootout, the likelihood Kenny Jacket could still be here on on Monday, but yeah. even then, it would be paper over the cracks, and it really, and it still wasn't a good performance. So perhaps they might have fired him anyway. Um, we we wouldn't quite comment on that, but um, they recognised what needed to be done. But they still have um, uh, the desire and the belief that Pompey. Uh, or a, a promotion side and can get into the playoffs and they can there's 13 games left what are they two points adrift so they can still get in the playoffs so they, they've, they've made the change with that in mind as well they still view a promotion push and when I say promotion I mean through the playoffs obviously I'm not talking about the top two you know I'm not that stupid um, so just, a, just a, a, a playoff a playoff push really so um, yeah so that's what it is They've now got to find the right man, and it's, it's a dilemma in itself. The manager isn't at the moment. Before we go into the right man um, debate, just, sorry, just going back to you, Neil, on the basis of that Callum conversation, in line that you got out from him, and I think it's appearing on around by five o'clock on the website today, but it's basically Callum saying that Jacket hadn't lost the, the dressing room, which comes as quite a surprise because you always got the impression that the players weren't playing for the manager, but. Callan's very much adamant, no, he still had the dressing room. 
Yeah, it was. It was extremely adamant. He said that the players are still, he's seen the statistics uh, and players are still putting all the effort in. The running levels are high. There's no, there's no telltale signs that the players were reducing their contribution on the pitch in terms of uh, effort. Uh, now, it, it, I mentioned this report, match report the other day. Um, it's, it's very easy to say he's lost the dressing room. It's a very th- easy thing to, to throw around as an excuse. Um, but then why would players down tools if they're like a manager and willingly not perform at Wembley in a cup final? Why would players down tools because they don't like the manager and willingly stop trying to get to the championship where they will get a bonus if they get promoted, where they get nice new bond deals if they get promoted? It doesn't make sense why players would give up purely because of the manager, does it, really? Because it doesn't benefit them. Players are selfish. It will, promotion benefits them. Winning at Wembley benefits them financially as well as um, on their CVs and their experiences. So there's no no reason why players will say, oh, I've had enough of this guy. He's boring. Oh, I can't be bothered anymore. Why would they do that? It's more than professional pride there. Um, but clearly, players have lost... He, he couldn't motivate some of the players anymore, clearly, for whatever reason. And uh, Mark Jackett's come out, sorry, uh, Mark Catlin's come out and said that um, he hadn't lost his dressing room. Uh, that might be the case, but as ever, years down the line, we'll, we'll find out the full truth, won't we? We, we would learn what really happened. But I, I think Jackett had just been here too long, had some of those players too long, and, and in the end, he couldn't motivate them. We looked, saw, you saw it on the pitch. Players couldn't be motivated. That's how it was. On that subject of the players, you have also since spoken to Joe Gallen, and he gave a bit of an insight into that their particular situation too, didn't they? Yeah, obviously Joe is um, holding the reins at the minute. Um, really good speech was today as of the game against Peter tomorrow, and he said that some players have even felt like they've let, let Kenny Jacket down. I think the problem for me is when things... Kenny Jacket's not renowned for his man-management skills, is he? He's not someone who puts an arm around someone who's very much focused on results and has tunnel vision and he's not callous he's not cruel he's just results driven um and when things are going well that's fine but when you need that lift and that pickup jackets the sort of person who just thinks we'll just plod on we'll just keep going and eventually it'll turn because we've done this before things have gone right it'll go right again Unfortunately, the players probably needed that arm around them. Some of them needed that motivation, that lift. And Jacker, for, for his, you know, he's, he's got many, many qualities in the manager. Let's 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 not be stupid. He's had a lot of success. Very meticulous, very driven, very well respected. But he's not quite the the man manager to get players out of admire. And when there's a lot of players out of admire, it's very, very difficult to pick them all up. Neil, the managerial search then has begun. Um, what's your understanding of where we are at the minute? There's been plenty of names banded around. Daniel Stendhal, um, Neil Harris, Matt Taylor has emerged as one, um, according to our fellow reporter, Jordan Cross. Just exactly what is the situation? Are we looking for a permanent manager? Or are we looking for a caretaker for, until the end of the season? This is the dilemma that, that I referred to earlier on, which, which Mark, Mark Callan has. Now, there's 13 games left, so what, just over two months plus the playoffs or whatever. So, uh, if he has a caretaker manager in, 
to, to try and push Pompey on, which is great. But not manage, many managers want to be a caretaker manager until the end of the season where they're risking their reputation um, for, what, two months' work. So that's the issue. So in the case of Stendhal, Pompey have spoken to him and his representatives yesterday. Um, um, they sounded out a few people yesterday as well, including Matt Taylor and Neil Harris about the role. Now, in the case of Stendhal, it appeals to him massively. It's really attractive job. Uh, he's keen to come back to England uh, and, and make an impact there. Uh, but he naturally wants a longer position. He doesn't want a temporary two-month job, which if he doesn't take Pompey up, that could effectively end his time uh, coming back to England again for a managerial role. So he naturally will want a longer deal. So this is what the Pompey need. This is a, the, the quandary Pompey have. Do they appoint a short-term answer? Um, do they appoint somebody permanently now for an 18-month-plus deal? Or do they appoint somebody short-term with a view to getting another manager in, in the summer when there's more jobs available? So, for example, there may be, there are managers out there apparently that have shown interest in Pompey's job, but they're unable to come here because they're still fulfilling their season with their current club. Now, if it's somebody that appeals to Pompey, they may well decide, okay, well, we'll get a temporary manager in, caretaker manager in, then in the summer, go for that person. So that's what they have to decide. Um, it would be easier, personally speaking, if Pompey had no chance of promotion. Because if that was the case, they could bump along with a caretaker boss to the end of the season, hmm. no pressure, come on, keep moving along. And then in the summer, get a manager who really appeals. And again, you use an example at the end of the 2014-15 season. Andy Orford had gone in, in the uh, April. Darren Wallet came in for four games. They had Paul Cook lined up, but he could only come after he'd been with Chesterfield and seen out the playoffs. So Gary Wallet took over as caretaker. And then when the time was right, when Paul Cook's um, uh, duties had finished at Chesterfield, he could then move to Pompey. And we know how that changed the football club. So that's what Pompey are thinking. Do we have a temp in? Do we get a permanent manager in now? Or do we wait to the summer when somebody uh, very attractive is, is available? So it's not quite that easy to say, get someone in, get this manager in. Get... There may be some really good managers out there in the summer. Do you think, well, there's, you can turn around and say that Poppy may have misjudged then the situation. Certainly, they needed to get rid of Jacket if they wanted to, to fulfil their playoff ambitions. But did they think then the next stage ahead then of how to do that there by bringing in a, a taker, a caretaker manager or a permanent manager? Did they actually? Do you think that there's there's been that foresight there? I think they just have to make decisions to get rid of Kenny first and foremost, um, and then. <laughs> I think they need to do that and then before right we need to go on to the next point now um but first and foremost i think they needed to be realized that it wasn't working on the jacket so whoever potentially come in could come in whether it's a caretaker or a um a long-term prospects you'd think that either or will will motivate and galvanize this team i i understand what you're saying though because with 13 games left neil's right what what manager wants to come in and risk the reputation stendhal for example Good option, very good option. Um, but he's just been relegated with hearts. 
and that was only a short-term deal as well because he had a clause where when they got relegated he could leave does he want to come to Pompey finish outside the playoffs okay we're not keeping you on and then he's stuck again isn't he he's back to square one it's a tough one it's a tough one for, for Pompey to decide on but for me they've got to, they've got to decide quite quickly um I know Mark Catlin said we're, we're recruiting now but there's no time scale but you can't leave it too long because there's already two games this week to, to get done. And I know they haven't got a midweek game next week, but if things don't go to plan this week, then you, you're losing time to, to finish in the playoffs. If Pompey don't get a win at Peterborough and don't get a win against Ipswich, then they're going to slip further away, aren't they? And time's not on the hands exactly, is it? Um, but I understand why they don't want to rush into a decision. So it's a tough one, but I've come back to the point where I just think needed to it needs to come to a, a, a head with, with jackets and they realized that they needed to, to make a change neil if, if stendhal is their top top priority and he, he did agree to come if pompey didn't win promotion do you do you think pompey would then relook at the managerial situation again in the summer and just basically say no you didn't get us promoted so we are we are we're on the look at again even though say performances might have been good is 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 promotion the, a place in the playoffs the key thing that is going to determine Pompey's next two seasons? Stendhal might not want to be here for, for for two months, so he might turn the deal down. We don't know. There's negotiations going on. Um, he he's among a number of people managers are looking at, so it's not all Stendhal, but uh, it, it's it's still the situation, isn't it? Perhaps they might say to a manager. Come in if you impress those two months. We want to put a clause in where you get a permanent deal at the end of it. It's difficult to say at this stage. Uh, the, the club have to decide which path they're going to take. But I, 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 it, I mean, Mark kind of said to me, "What would you do?" And it's a difficult scenario, isn't it? What What would you do? Do you get someone short term? Do you get someone uh, holding the reins until the summer? Do you give someone a contract now and they might not be very good in it? Be very good. Somebody might be now, they might lose 10 in the last 13 games, and you're stuck with them in the summer, aren't you? So that's the issue. You look at Ipswich, who, you know, bizarrely gave Lambert, was it a five year deal, didn't they, at that time? And um, you've got to be careful, haven't you? Because you, you get get limited with these managers. Um, and and you, look, you look at social media, not even the fans can agree on who they want as manager. Um, I've seen some ridiculous names mentioned. You know, Eddie Howe, uh, Frank Lampard, come on, grow up, you know. Wild is the one, isn't it, now, as well? Wild, and it's, and it's normally comes with, we've got to show ambition. Look, you can show ambition all you like. Let's go for Klopp, come on. It, it, that, that's your ambition. You've got to be realistic. I know fans love Pompey and have a high regard for the football club, but it's a League One football club trying to operate self-sustainably. They have not got millions to spend on a manager's pay uh, every year uh, so that's the issue and also I, I keep saying to people as well turn it on its head why would eddie howe want to come to pompey why would frank lampard want to come to pompey why would wilder who's got whose stock's never been higher whose whose pay has never been higher why would he willingly drop out of the premier league to go to league one with pompey would anyone else in their position? Don't think they was. Wilder spent years trying to get out of the low divisions and non-league. Years. He's got to the Premier League. He got ninth last year. 
His stock's high. They'll be interested in the Premier League. They'll be interested in the Championship. Why would he just say, sorry, Palace, I know your job's up in the summer, but I fancy another crack at League One with Pompey. Uh, and they can't make much money. It's great. You know, hey, it's not going to happen. Come on, folks. Let's be realistic. Let's be serious. Uh, uh, you're looking at managers uh, at this level, uh, out of work perhaps as well. You know, this is what Pompey are at the moment. And this is the where they're looking. Well, OK, it, it is unrealistic. That even, even at this stage, talking about Wilder, Lampard, etc. But the to show this sort of ambition that is going to excite the fans, even if it is only a short-term appointment? I think the, what they've got to do, Pompey, is get someone in who the fans are going to be on from, from the very start, because we know how long sections of support have won Kenny Jackett out. Um, a lot of supporters have felt detached from the club. They felt like they haven't had a bit of a voice. Um, and now you see, say, Neil Harris, for example, there's not a lot of support for Neil Harris. Do you want to get someone in, Neil Harris, who's already up against it from the very start? Do you want to get someone in who people are already sharpening the pitchforks for and say, well, no, we don't want him in? If it doesn't go to plan from the start and it takes a while for him to put a stamp on things, the, the pressure's going to be massively on, isn't it? Um, so I think Pompey have got to read the situation, read what the fans are saying whether that's Stenzel or someone else, else. It's got to be the right candidate, first and foremost, but as well, they've got to read what, what fans want um, and who they'd, who they'd be willing to to take on. It seems like supporters want a change in, in style of football. Um, we know that Kenny Jackett was very pragmatic, but direct at times. seems like fans are averse to... Your Neil Harris, as even your Danny Carleys, I must admit, I haven't seen a lot of their teams play, so I can't judge it myself. Um, but that's what what fans are saying, um, and that's what that's what something that the board have got to factor in, I think, when it when it comes to making the decision. Yeah, so someone that intrigues me would be um, Gareth Ainsworth at Wickham. Now, I've no idea if he's applied for the job. I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just talking about him as a manager. Um, now. I know some fans wouldn't like him and his style of football and how he's done at, at Wickham. He's done a phenomenal job at Wickham. Now, the likelihood is Wickham could be relegated from the Championship and back in League One. Um, does he want to keep staying there? We don't know. But he's done a phenomenal job there. Um, he knows how to build team spirit with no money whatsoever at Wickham, let's face it. Um, he knows how to get success. Um, he's a personal character. He's a big character. He's played at big clubs, so he knows pressure as well. Um, why not someone like him? For an example, you know, for me, let's have a look at him in the summer. If Pompey are looking at managers in the summer, mm. if he's interested. Um, and I know fans will say, oh, yeah, this style of football is not great. But it's the tools he has to work with at Wickham. Free transfers, loans, players not wanted at any other football club in the league. He made them into a band of brothers, didn't he? So uh, perhaps if he went to another club with, with, um, with greater facilities, greater finances, uh, better players, he may expand and play better football and, and improve in, in that respect. It's what he is at that football club, isn't it? So for me... Why not someone like him? So you, you you have to just look around and and not and not get obsessed with oh I don't like how he's done in that football club in terms of football. You know it, it might work out better at Pompey. You don't know. Paul Warren, I'll say for me, is another one who's done well at Rotherham. Um, 
two promotions there. And probably is that because he looks like you? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is Neil. If he went for him, it mean Richie Barker coming back as assistant, wouldn't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how, okay, you, yeah. how your face is fit. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I was going with Barker. Barker was all right. Oh, did you? <laughs> I used to really good steer with Barker. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Many, many managers who don't like me ahead of Barker. Now, Barker's fine, actually. <laughs> oh, fair yeah. enough. I just knew you yeah, didn't man, you were in a, putting an amateur by his, his style of football or anything like no, that. No, but no, no. I, I, I did take a bite to Barker when he left. I sent him a take nice as pie, Barker. So. Oh, that's fair enough. But no, um, yeah, Paul Warren for me. I mean, he's, he's done well at Rotherham, hasn't he? Two promotions there. Maybe mm. if he was at a bigger club, he'd be able to sustain a club in a, in the championship. And I know he's another one who, who has real good team spirit. Um, I know Ryan Williams, who, who was obviously there, said it was he was a, a great manager. To work under, so that would be an interesting one for me as well. If Pompey are gonna gonna hold fire till the summer and get a caretaker in, have you basically asked answered the question that that Mark Callan appears to be stuck on? What do we point somebody now or wait to the end of the season? You both come up with play with managers who are currently with clubs who could become available. We don't know. To me, it's as if you're both of the opinion that yeah, let's just wait and get the best man for this job. In the summer? Not really. You're putting words into our mouths. <laughs> Who are you? The news? Example. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all. Uh, a lot of fans of want want Stendhal, and he did a terrific job, didn't he, at Barnsley? Um, I always remember uh, going to Barnsley. And it was a freezing cold December day, wasn't it, Will? It was oh. so cold. One of the coldest pub games I've been to away from Fratton Park, and um, and after the game. Uh, all the press were huddled into this um, this porter cabin at, at Barnsley, which has got like these heaters with like, two or three bars on. It was freezing, huddled in there, and I came in there late because I, w- I was doing uh, I wasn't part of the press conference that, that he was taking Stendhal, and uh, I just sat on the sat on the side, and the photographers in there keeping warm. We we're all keeping warm. Some of us weren't paying attention to his press conference going on, and at the end of his press conference, and I actually wrote about it in a match report at the time. He came to each and every person in that room, whether it be reporter, photographer, whoever, and shook their hand in turn. I was just like, wow, oh, this is nice, isn't it? Well, it's not like Paul Hart storming out every week, is it? You know, <laughs> it, it, it was it was really it was really like refreshing. Going, wow, what, what a gentleman! Oh, what is this? I'm not used to this. Um, and uh, yeah, it just always stuck in my mind about that. Um, but uh, but yeah. You've got to look at all these. All this, I say Stendhal could be a good choice, and, and I know fans are excited by that. They've got German flags in their profiles on Twitter for mm. some reason. I don't quite understand that. He gets on the shots, but, um, doesn't he? He gets on the booze. He gets on the booze. Yeah. Paul Cook did, but some fans didn't take to him. Didn't <laughs> we, we get back to the whole debate about football, don't we? What, what football, football probably fans want? Some football fans, some probably fans hated Paul Cook's style. Um, yeah, Paul Cook was the best football we'd seen for. Um, since Harry Redknapp, really. So, you know, it's, it's, it's what people perceive as good football because Pompey haven't been known for good football uh, for much in the last 30 years apart from that, that Harry Redknapp and, and then Paul Cook era. Well, what do you put the, the show support for Stendhal down on social media? What do you put it down to? Because there's a lot of Pompey fans well up for this here. Obviously, you got Barnsley promoted. As you say, it didn't work. It didn't work out for him at Hearts. But why is that name in particular somebody 
a lot of fans seem to be getting behind. I think it's because he got Barnsley up. As you say, in his first season in charge, um, 2018-19, he played good attacking football, high press. Um, I think he played a 4-4-2 diamond. Do you think some of the, t- the players he has in the team, like obviously Cameron McGee, and he got the best out of, who we probably didn't see the best of. Um, at Portsmouth, players, obviously, players like Corley Woodrow and um, Keeper Moore he had in his team. So I, I don't know whether they were out beforehand or, or what have you, but... You know, it was good. Good. It was a good side that year, wasn't it? The defenders, Liam Lindsay, Ethan Pinnock, and the keeper. Um, it was a good side, and I think Pompey fans were impressed by it. Albeit they didn't beat Pompey that season. Let's not forget yeah, it was one-one up there, and nil-nil. Uh, Pompey should have won. Omar Bar- Omar Bogle missed the penalty at Fratton Park, but I think, yeah, that that's why I think I think now Pompey fans want to see a change style of football. Now and we, you know, mm. we are uh, we we see. Cities and Liverpools and Liverpool aren't the best this season, but you see that much on the TV now. Football fans want to see that filter down the, the lower leagues now. I think that's what they want. They want a change in style. When when you see teams who are quite expansive, like your Lincolns this season, Plymouth play decent football. Um, it, it proves it, it can happen in League One, but it's not necessarily successful either. MK Dons, Rochdale, try and play football, but it doesn't necessarily yield results, does it? I think you've got to be wary about that as well. Um, personally, for me, as with a, with a Pompey hat on, I just want someone who's going to be successful. I, I, a style of football doesn't really matter to me too much as long as it's successful. I think sometimes it can be quite exciting to see teams, you know, soak the pressure, be stoked, a bit like Jack's team does best, and then bang, hit them on the counter attack in one fell swoop. In one fell swoop. I think sometimes for me, that's just exciting as hitting someone out with, with 20, 30 passes and being patient, waiting for the killer ball. Neil, the Matt Taylor name, I'll say a lot of Pompey fans would love to see someone like Matt Taylor, big big favourite of the fans down at Fatton Park. Were you surprised to hear his name being mentioned? Um, I know he's been working at Spurs, at Spurs Academy, but it, it's a wee bit of a left field one, that one, isn't it? Well, we know Pompey been sounding out potential candidates and Matt Taylor's obviously making a name himself. He was player coach at Swindon, wasn't he, for a while and then gone to Spurs. So we don't, it's good to judge because we, we don't, or gauge, because we don't know how good he is as a coach at all. You know, it's just pure guesswork, isn't it? But um, uh, we know his, 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 his affection for Pompey, um, his, this, this affiliation. He was a, a tremendous player here for many years. Um, he's continued to have that uh, uh, affiliation with the football club. He followed them. I introduced him for I, I him for played at Pompey, so not sorry for the plug there. But uh, and and I, I always remember I, I always remember about Matt Taylor is that um, I asked him if we could get some get autographs and uh, he invited me around his house in Oxfordshire, and um, um, and it was a lovely sort of converted farmhouse. And I went in there and. Uh, and he, he was showing me the rooms. On the rooms, there was a big, big picture about it on the wall. And it was a picture of um, uh, one of the goals against Southampton in the, the uh, demolition 4-1 derby, Loire Loire game. Uh, Matt Taylor is just like going this in front of the, the Southampton fan behind the goal. And, uh, and it really struck me because there weren't many football pictures around the place. But that one, that was the one he wanted on the wall. Because it just reminded him, reminded him of a fantastic era for himself and the football club, and it's just the affection he has for the place. Um, it's genuine, 
And he say he's a tremendous guy, um, Pompey to the soul. And people like him and Gary O'Neill would no doubt get licked with Pompey down the years as they progress in their, their coaching career. Just concerns me that I don't feel the Pompey job permanently is, is, is right for a rookie manager, regardless of whether they get the club or, or uh, their, their affiliation and their love for the club. It's not a place for a rookie manager to learn because next year, whoever's in charge will be expected to get promotion. Uh, it's not a time to learn on the job, Pompey. Uh, Pompey in League One has got massive, massive pressure. Uh, and, uh, you know, people talk about um, was it Michael Duffy at, um, at Cheltenham. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's not the time for a rookie manager to come to a, a, a place where they, they're not used to supporters, they're not used to the pressure. We've seen how it affected Barker. We saw how it affected Cook for, to an extent. Now, Matt Taylor has played in front of thousands in the Premier League. You know, he knows what it's like in front of the crowds. So he will get that. But in terms of others, such as in the League Two, going from Cheltenham to Pompey, I know it may sound great, but again, you've got that pressure from the support. And Mark Catlin especially knows how it can affect managers because he's seen it firsthand. So for me, I don't want a rookie. I want someone who's experienced um, who can get Pompey out of this division. But that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, if you don't go for somebody like Matt Taylor, it's important, though, that Pompey do. Maybe look to bring in somebody who will appoint somebody with that Pompey connection. He knows the club, knows the fans, knows the heart and soul of the city. But is it is it important then that if Matt Taylor's not good enough now for this position, that he might be somebody to bring in as a part of a coaching setup, even when you've got the academy and all looking for new, new blood there as well? Don't know where Neil's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I don't know. Of course, Paul Cook didn't have anyone. You've got people like at the club. Let's not forget, you no know, Stalwarts like um, John Keeley, goalkeeping coach, like Kev the Kitman, um, like Barry Harris. Touch as he gets back soon. Um, you've got that, and people people already know how much the club matters around the city. Um, I do get the fact that maybe it would be good to, to have someone in, but I think as soon as you arrive at Pompey and you come into the city and you you know you, you walk around, you see that it's all Pompey shirts, um, you know just how, how important it is. Look, if Pompey could appoint, say, a Gary O'Neill in the backroom staff, great, that'd be fantastic because I think having a young coach like that who clearly highly rated um, being at Liverpool under 23s and then going to Bournemouth now, clearly, clearly got something about him. But then do these coaches, say Matt Taylor, does he want to come down with, say, a manager got appointed and it doesn't work out after six months and whoever comes in after that gets rid of the backroom staff completely? Does Matt Taylor want to risk losing his job at Spurs under 18s to, to, to come in and be part of a backroom staff? Does he want to wait until maybe a managerial job at a, a lesser club, say? no disrespect comes up as his first real role rather than going into someone's coaches. So that's what you've got to think about as well. You've got to think about people's livelihoods. Like, there are a lot of academy managers out there like who are quite happy being part of an academy coaching setup because they know they've got stability. They know they've got mortgages to pay. They've got bills to pay. They don't want to have that risk where if it doesn't work out, we're out. We're out. I'm, I'm on the breadline here. They like that. So, 
I know Matt Taylor's probably not not fought the shorts for a few quid, isn't he? Is he probably could take that risk? Like, but people don't like being out of work as well. People like that stability. And if Matt Taylor's working as part of Spurs under 18s and he achieves things, you don't know where he could go. Spurs under 23s, and then you see someone like Neil Critchley who, who had the same path, and then he's now manager at a decent club in Blackpool and has been given a lot of trust. You can build a reputation up in in under 18s and under 23s football and that's the risk you take do you want to blow that do you want to blow that when you when you're so early on to your coaching career to, to take a risk of coming to Pompey as part of a coaching staff and then you're back to square one again uh, I just said Gary O'Neill uh, he would love to come back at Pompey as a coach as a manager he's said it many times I've spoken to him over the years many times about this it's his ambition to manage Pompey um, so for, for him, he's, he's at Bournemouth at the moment, isn't he, to the end of the season, having a Woodgate after leaving uh, Liverpool's under-23. So um, it'd be interesting to see his next step because he will be looking at this job some stage in his career, whether now is the right time or a few years, we'll, we'll wait and see. But it'd be interesting whether you want to come here as a coach initially or a manager or whatever. But keep an eye on Gary O'Neill over the years because it's his passion, Pompey. He adores the place. And uh, he'll give everything to come to this football club again. Okay. Well, we're going to have to start wrapping up here. But before we go, Neil, um, quick one for you. When do you expect a decision to be made? When can we see a new man in the dugout of Fratton Park? Mark Catlin wouldn't be drawn on timelines. He says he doesn't think it's helpful setting a, a time frame of when it's going to be done. Uh, obviously, we've got Catlin managers in charge tomorrow night against Peterborough. And then you, you're looking towards the end of the week there and Ipswich. Now, Ipswich, to an extent, Pompey can write off Peterborough. Peterborough probably aren't near them. Forget the top two. Peterborough are well ahead. Pompey aren't rivals. Different league, sadly, Peterborough. But this is what Pompey are. Well, they are. This is what Pompey is now. So, uh, Pompey, Peterborough are a better team, better players, better manager. Bye-bye, they've gone. Now, Pompey have to focus on, on Ipswich on Saturday because Ipswich are playoff rivals. That's what they are. This, they are in Pompey, the playoff rivals. Uh, and I'm not even talking about Paul Cook here. So, um, do Pompey want someone in place then, hopefully? Or do they still want to have a caretaker manager? But it depends on where they go for, isn't it? And, um, and how quickly they can negotiate at the moment. But, but for me, Ipswich is the important game. I know fans don't want to write off Peterborough. But again, you've got to have a real here. Pompey, if they lose at Peterborough, it's not the end of the world. If they lose at Peterborough, that could impact on your chances of getting into the four playoff positions. So focus on on, on the switch and hopefully get someone in before then. Well, just on that, Peterborough, do you think it's what's to expect a reaction um, against Peterborough? The players to come out fighting, bear in mind that the, that the, the stage of Wembley on Saturday and they didn't do it. Is it is it far too much to ask that? They might pull off a shock at, at London Road tomorrow. Uh, well, I hope they've read uh, Jordan's piece, um, Letters to the Players, because if that can't get you motivated, then I don't will, won't. If anyone hasn't read um, read that fantastic piece, um, mm. and he was right. Um, some of the some of the, the players have to shoulder some of the responsibility as well. Um, they haven't turned up. They haven't reacted after losses to Doncaster, Northampton, Sunderland. And now you need one at Wembley. Um, after Wembley, beg your pardon. It's going to be difficult to Peterborough on that pitch. Um, mentioned on Saturday, it's going to be very tough because Peterborough know that pitch 
so well. I mean, bloody hell, I've seen worse Sunday league pitches than that, haven't you? It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, but that's that's a big strength for Peterborough, as you think, and Pompey are going to have to to deal with that. The only look, I've really really got a lot of time for Joe Gallon. I think he's an absolutely superb fella, um, cracking fella. Wish him all the best. But I'd have liked a fresh pair of eyes on the team. I know Joe knows the team well, but I just think having a new pair of eyes, say Sean O'Driscoll, might have just been a bit better. He might have just spotted things that that Kenny and, and Joe haven't in the in the past. Um, few weeks but i wish i wish them all the best because it looks like joe is is going to leave the club um sooner rather than later we wish them all the best with uh, kenny the same um but yeah it's going to be difficult to peterborough they're they're, they're a very potent side aren't they and um i think sammy smodix is is out which is Andrew, yeah that's a boost for pompey because he's really hit form now after a difficult start at london road do you actually think that gallon will more or less pick a same say that Kenny Jacket would have made for this here, or do you reckon he might go, you know what, what I've got to lose, I'm going to change X, Y, and Z, use this formation, do this, do that. Like, what's he got to lose? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he's kept his cards close to the chest. He says, I won't be naive and, and tell you anything. So you'd like to, he may as well go out like that, mightn't he? Um, and maybe it will galvanise the players by, by doing that. But that's the only thing when when Mark Catlin says obviously Joe and, and Jake Wigley know the players. Um it's just the same voices that you've had for the last how long when things haven't gone to plan. That's my my only concern. But you know, the players might realise, you know what, our manager who has lost his job here. And we've got to take some responsibility because now we need a reaction. Um because otherwise we're not going to get promoted and what more of a carrot do you need than to finish in the top six get into the championship get bumper deals like neil mentioned get bonuses there can't be any more of a motivation neil i'm going to regret asking you this one but last one for you do you think poppy are being overly optimistic that they can still make the playoffs even though they're only two points behind Ipswich at the minute and a lot of teams are dropping points do you think there is is there is there too much damage done already is, are the, is the players confidence and morale so low at the minute that they expect them to, to pick up and pick up top form ahead of the playoffs is 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 there is it a reasonable suggestion to think that there's more chance of getting into the playoffs now today than there was after the Saturday evening because the manager's gone. And what I mean by that is a new manager, you'd hope they'd hope for there'd be a bounce, you'd hope there'd be some sort of lifting of the dressing room, a different style. It wasn't working with Jacket, but a new manager can change that. Thirteen games left, they're two points adrift. They've been in the playoffs nearly all this or well, what, four or five months now. So They've only just dropped out. So there's every chance they can get in the playoffs. I've said all along, I think they're good enough for the playoffs. It, it, again, it's down to the players. I'm sick of going on about the players and writing about these players, uh, waiting for reaction. Uh, Jordan's brilliant piece sums up perfectly. It's time for a reaction. You've not reacted game by game. You haven't reacted with the chance at Wembley. Come on. You know, some of you players have played in the Premier League. Some think you're good for the Premier League. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. You know, some swan around and think they're wonderful. Prove it. It's just down to the players. There are some really good players here. 
some great lads, honest lads, who give their all for the football club. You know, proper players who care for the football club, who want to do well for the football club, but they've not been doing it. Let, let's let's see you do it. Come on, and make make yourself heroes, like the lads did. Um, uh, Michael Doyle's group players did. You know, after crew, they made themselves heroes, didn't they? Do it. You know, we've been, we've been saying this, we've been waiting this for so long, but they can get in the playoffs. Comfortably can get in the playoffs, but they have to start performing, and we've not seen that for a while. Okay, lads. Well, thank you again. Thank you for your time. It's been a busy period for us on the sports desk. Plenty to keep us occupied, and hopefully that managerial appointment will happen soon. Um, again, thank you for your efforts, and thank you for watching. This has been a Poppy Talk special. We'll see you all again soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.